welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about St. Cloud, the fifth album from Waxahachie, and it starts with a song called Oxbow. Katie Crutchfield uses and it's the name of the river that went near her childhood home in Alabama and she's also by the way the twin sister of Allison Crutchfield who's been swearing we've talked about on the podcast before yeah it's a fun musical family and it is always fun to do, see them do joint interviews because they're such like their music I think is very different but they have a similar joy and this yeah they're they clearly love making music and it's so inspiring to see that family like this yeah and Waxahachie became sort of a critical hit a little bit before I really felt invested in Katie Crutchfield as a singer but then we saw her perform at the Velveeta Room which is a really tiny club in Austin during South by Southwest uh, like five years ago and she had just had her guitar stolen and it was like her first guitar that she learned to play music on and she was so upset and she had borrowed somebody else's guitar to play the set and she was just so genuine and charming and like authentically sad and it was really touching and she played a very emotional set and that is what really sold me on her yeah her openness and she has this incredibly warm voice and the production here is very voice forward and uh, it's good that, yeah she's not afraid of having it be the star and at the same time i love that the lyrics are really kind of oblique and it's i i, I it's there's actually a wealth of interviews that she's given about this album but you know the broad strokes are well i Stop drinking in 2018, and this is a song about that. But it's I, really it just comes down to that refrain at the end of "I want it all, I want it all," and how the the yearning and learning to come to terms with that. And it's yeah, it's a sweet and and it's it's open ended. And it, yeah, she's 31 years old, and this record, you know, she has said in interviews, is kind of about growing up and you know she quit drinking she's kind of gotten more in touch with herself and started going to therapy and she's in a relationship that seems very stable and loving and I think part of why I like this record is because it's more it's less opaque than in the past and I think in the past her lyrics have been more 
wordy for the sake of trying to sound smart and it was it obscured the meaning a bit and i feel like this the lyrics here are much more direct even though they are a little bit oblique in place yeah so less is more and leaving an impression and an emotion is a yeah maybe sometimes a better approach artistically so coming from this open-ended and so warm opening we go into the next track it's called can't do much never really embraced Waxahachi because the impression I got was that it was going to be all just like country rock and I think this is the most kind of straight ahead country-ish the way her well, intonation also, and instrumentation I feel like this is a very this is unlike prior albums yeah. in having a lot of country yeah and that's feel. and it's so weird like how I got that impression but also why did that keep me away because she does this so well those sweet high vocals and then contrasted against this very earthy but very clear guitar it's Mm -hmm. really pretty yeah she said that lucinda williams is a big influence and i think you can really hear that here it's just a very straight ahead kind of almost twangy-ish country rock song which is very charming yeah and the this is actually also the only song i think where there's male backing vocals and that's her backing band for this album and this tour bonnie dune who are from mm-hmm. detroit yeah although it's so subtle like i mm-hmm. i think i read that i'm like really it's yeah i mm-hmm. like that it's so subtle again she's the star <laughs> but i i do appreciate the little touches here this track um i like that it has sort of two different choruses like it's because it's this like it's kind of the bridge well not really because it happens multiple times mm-hmm. and it's they're sort of flip sides of that because there's this kind of you know i want you all the time and just this sort of longing and then the other one's a little more kind of like uh i a little more ambivalent about it but still very emphatic like i i really feel so strongly about you and maybe i feel a little too strongly and it's very sweet if a little again a little ever so slightly unsettling in a in a very real you know it, it feels emotionally real yeah sure so the next next track we'll play is called fire Move. 
that Crutchfield has said in interviews is that she intentionally wanted Oxbow to be the first song because she wanted it to be sort of ambiguous and it wasn't clear where the record was going to go. And I think this album, um, this song is an example of something that was maybe prefaced by Oxbow with the sort of lo-fi synth and the almost like 80s sounding instrumentals a little bit. And I feel like this song really brings that forward with the the little light electric guitar and the really quiet synth and really subtle background vocals. Yeah. And there's a really playful production here Mm -hmm. where there's a really nice melodic bass that's very over on the right ear. Mm -hmm. And then this nice, very playful guitar line Mm -hmm. on the left. Mm -hmm. And then they're kind of having a conversation Mm -hmm. right and left. And so extreme stereo separation can be gimmicky, but I think here it works really well to give it a, kind of organic feel that this is happening in front of you and that that yeah feeling of i'm in the room with these these musicians and it is i think a very intimate song just it's it's her and i get again we suffer a little from too much insight from the artist but yeah that she's (laughs) talked about like yeah this is about me not loving someone else but like about learning to love myself unconditionally she's made it to her 30s and making life changes and trying to grow as a person and to but to love everything that there was. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was inspired by taking a road trip with her partner through Memphis and, you know, going on that journey with someone you love and just being inspired by what you see around you. Yeah, there's, I love the line. If I could love you unconditionally, I could iron out the edges of the darkest sky. And it's meaning if she could love herself. And it's just really touching. And it's such a pretty song. It was tough to find a place to snip out a part to play because the lyrics just keep going and going it's not taxing to wait for a break it's just kind of like the lyrics just sort of wash over you without a break yeah again the the successfully taking something that could seem fussy and it feels so natural and just like a warm embrace and yet and it doesn't feel like she's in a hurry yet like this is not a long album I think Mm -hmm. it's 11 tracks and they're what maybe 40 minutes yeah maybe three or four minutes a pop and it's yeah, very great economy of songwriting. Just a refresh, a refresh, <laughs> a refre- a refreshing. It's not Pollyannish, but it is. There's sunshine here that we need in these times yes. for sure. Yeah, this is a great listen to album to listen to in quarantine. Yeah. It warms your soul. Yeah. So the ne- the next track we'll hear is called Lilacs. Flash the way from the sky. I sit at my piano, wonder the wild we're by. And the lilacs drink the water, and the lilacs die. And the lilacs drink the water, marking the slow, slow, slow passing of time. I get so angry, baby, at something you might say. Work my way through the day I run it like a silent movie I run it like a violent song Run it like a voice compelling So right it can't be wrong I'm a broken record it in the dustbin
song on this record and I think it's intended to be everyone's favorite it's just such a great upbeat sing-along song and it's so the imagery is so great like I love the imagery of her sitting at the piano and trying to come up with something and having the patience to just kind of like watch these flowers soak up the water and die and she's still just kind of trying to think of things and and the contrasted with the anxiety of having all these destructive thoughts running through her mind and recognizing the patterns that she has in her life but still just having the patience to sit there whereas i see that again the lilacs they are the flowers she's looking at while she's writing songs they're also the metaphor for the being so like an unhealthy relationship too right where the lilac it drinks too much water and and then it and then so we hear that in the verse that's like oh the lilac drinks so much water and then it dies because of drinking all the water well no that's just what when you have cup flowers in a yeah but apparently, but then in an interview she talks about like oh yeah the secret is you have to give them seltzer water like i put mine in topo chico and yeah. then they last longer because yeah. they don't drink it as fast <laughs> it's okay. a fairly practical practical flower care tips okay uh, but and then if that's true i don't know i don't know flowers but if that's true then it, it is a lovely kind of metaphor for each she sort of is too de, you know desiring affirmation in the relationship like i i'm too dependent on you and i'm i'm so fragile this like she says there's the bones made of delicate sugar mm. and so it's about you know trying to yeah, but yeah yeah trying to break free of that and not have strong bones <laughs> that don't you know that she's not yeah that she's but can I stand love, on her own i love the instrumentation and how it's this kind of very pretty acoustic verse and then the chorus is really rollicking and it just has so much energy oh yeah the contrast is so good and that she yeah she has the two verses so there's plenty of time to build up that anticipation and when the chorus arrives it is so satisfying yeah i feel like it's almost too formulaic in a satisfying four minute pop song but i i just really love it yeah i i I, it's hard to fault her for being very good her craft yeah so i think we get to i I think maybe a little less self investigating and more maybe a more of a big picture thinking on the next track we'll play it's called witches This song has a bit of fresh air kind of in the midsection of the album. So much of this music is really inward looking and about Kitty Crutchfield coming to terms with her own personal demons and weaknesses. And even if she said her, you know, her bottom was still pretty high, she still got to it and made a conscious decision to move away from it. And instead, this track is, I think, about 
more the broader perspective of being a musician and having all these expectations placed on you from outside and feeling like you're part of this history of music, this this link in the old chain, and there were the links before you. And then it's talking about like, and especially the kind of gendered elements of the unrealistic expectations placed on women and men telling you how to do your thing. And she's saying, but here I know, you know, my friends and my sister and how they are able to move past that. And I can look at, and what well, she's just over 30 and then, but she's friends with snail mail. Who's what? Just 20. Lindsay Jordan, and yeah. so she can look at Lindsay Jordan. Name she's checking her. I think she's t- maybe 21 now, wow. but she's very young. Mm-hmm. And so she's able to look at that younger artist and like, Oh, I have hope for the future. So yeah. even though it's in the context of uh, all this horrible circumstances and the kind of unrealistic expectations of having to be an artist and also in a business and have to promote yourself and how unpleasant all of that is, but you can take strengths from your friends and be kind of a coven standing together <laughs> as women against this world. And I think it's a really hopeful song and another very, very pretty song. Yeah. And especially because a lot of this album is also about love and relationships and the fact that it's about her female friends, which are often the strongest relationships that you have over your life. Boyfriends and partners will come and go, but you always have your core group of female friends and that's really important and it's like a love song to them in a way and I also like that it's this Lucinda Williamsy sounding just very kind of countryish twangy she she really lets the twang in her voice go yeah it's really wonderful and I do love though that there are these even in this track there are still these subtle little bits of synth mm-hmm. these just keyboards that sometimes are just lurking barely perceptible but giving it a little bit of a not straight down the middle country Mm -hmm. sound which i appreciate and i'm also a sucker for the fact that uh, allison crushfield name checking her sister in her songs and now katie crushfield (laughs) name checking her sister in her songs and it's just it is so sweet their relationship is yeah twins these twins that are genuinely seem to be the best of friends in the world it's really sweet so from a more upbeat song, another kind of dark and introspective song is War, which we'll play next. Finger-picking guitar gives this such a rollicking feel, and it's such an upbeat song for kind of a dark subject matter, and it really made me appreciate the backing band, Bonnie Dune, and the fact that they support her vocals in a way that's not distracting, but they really, they give so much fullness to these songs. Yeah, it's a really, in some ways, 
seems very straightforward, but it is again that you can be you don't have to be overwrought to be emotionally very open and I just I love that I'm at war with myself and it's got nothing to do with you mm-hmm. that like yep it's I can have my own stuff and just because yeah that it, not everything <laughs> is about you and it's and it's again like that I'm sure her history of dealing with her substance abuse and trying to come to terms with it and that she got through it with her friends but you know as realizing I have to tackle this myself also. And well, and having the self-awareness to realize that if you're angry with somebody, it's not always because they did something wrong. It's some, it might be something to do with you. And that shows a lot of maturity. Yeah. The, the downside of interviews that I, I'm not going to make things up because I, she said about this, that, yeah, that she thinks of how her friends and like, yeah, I don't want to be at war with other people around me. I want to be at war together against the world. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, drawing strength from your those people close to you not pushing them away yeah the themes of a lot of these songs are about relating to people in a more authentic way and recognizing your own part in issues that you might have with them and sort of using that as a way to come home to yourself and live a more authentic life and also I think that ties into some of the themes here about getting in touch with your where you came from and how you grew up affects you and the next song we'll play, I think, is she really delves into that. It's uh, named after a road in Birmingham that's called Arkadelphia. When we were kids, free as the air, with a violence craving to turn up somewhere, a tap dancer, a memorized number, an avalanche of the conversation while we were listening to that about what that instrument is i think it's a bass that's very reverby or maybe it's just a second guitar but it reminded me so much of the guitar on nico case's songs and i wonder if she sees her as an influence because just she also has that kind of not strict country but countryish feeling rock songs and she's a strong woman with a strong point of view yeah she's able to embrace that and there is I mean, there's a lot of great guitar effects because I feel like there's some really clean guitars. There's a couple mm-hmm. that have a lot of reverb. There's this one like super muted echo that almost sounds like a surf guitar, but mm-hmm. it's so quiet in the mix. It's just kind of these little uh, watery drops mm-hmm. that give it this kind of vaguely wet, very, and, you know, kind of appropriate to the South. He feels like kind of sweaty and it's, oh, it's very, I, I like 
that it, it, it feels very warm and maybe a little humid as we're driving around this old town. And, and it has a very nostalgic feel that I think is intended to capture her thinking back on her hometown. And, and, you know, the song is about like what if she if her life had gone a different route and she had just kind of like burned burned out, what would they have said about her and what would her you know, how would the people from her hometown view the trajectory of her life? Yeah. And seeing seeing her life through those eyes, I think, is an interesting perspective. But it really has that very southern feel. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's something very inspiring in that because I think it can be. I think some people can fall into the what might have been, like, oh, how could I've taken de- other steps and it turned out better? And this is sort of a nice, like, well, this is an, an outcome that I have avoided, and I can I can be you know bitter, bittersweet and but fundamentally like. Yeah, I didn't end up like that, and I got my act together, and I have a good life here. And and a lot of the the imagery in the song is such great songwriting. It's very kind of story. It, it's very evocative, like the you know fireworks in the trailer park and people selling tomatoes for five bucks a bag, and it's it just really gives you a feeling of what it was like to be there and grow up. And I think that is a step forward in her songwriting is it's just more direct and it's more accessible and more relatable. Yeah. And it's very much in its own way. It is a story in that there's basically no repeated lyrics in this where it's first, first chorus, first, first chorus, but the choruses have completely different lyrics every time. And just going through this snapshot of, you know, a a story of what might've been and sadness but also nostalgia. Yeah, the record has a really good mix of songs that are more traditional structure with these other songs that are really kind of meandering. And the last song, we didn't play the penultimate track, but the last song that we'll play before we go out is called St. Cloud. And it's this long meandering journey about her time living in New York and about St. Cloud in Florida where her father is from. And it looks back at her life in this unstructured way. That's really interesting. And I like that there's a mix of songs like that and songs that you can just really sing along to like Lilacs. Yeah. There's the song. This album has remarkable re-listenability precisely for that reason. It sounds so good. There's enough variety here, even though it's very cohesive, but it touches on enough sort of different uh, thematic and sonic places that uh, I, I was impressed. I think I came in a little bit predisposed to be like, I don't know. And it, it did really grow on me. And I have to say, you know, I'm sure no artist plans to have their album come out during a quarantine and having to cancel tour dates and everything like that. But I think this is a really great record to listen to as we're all going through these difficult times and are separated from our loved ones and it's just a really oh uh an album that's hopeful and touching and also very human yes so we're gonna go out with the title track as i said it's called saint cloud we've been discussing saint cloud by waxahatchee her fifth record and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening when you get back